Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, very hardworking <laughs> Disney Trips with Family Levin Wife and yeah, co-host Michelle. Thanks. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, October 9th. 2022. Well, a portion of it we recorded yesterday on October 8th, but for all the, you know, intents and purposes, we are recording this on October 9th, 2022, and that's when this episode is dropping. So it'll be up to date. It will be <laughs> as up to date as we ever are yeah. in life in general. <laughs> so just take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> Uh, but we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just a great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Yes. And if you are a subscriber and last week we sent out the newsletter with a link to the 30 page Disney Cruise booklet. And it didn't, the link didn't work. That was an error. I apologize. Uh, that's why you all got the newsletter twice, one with the corrected link. Hopefully it's, it is working now, but if not, just email us so we can get you that information. For sure. Uh, and thanks to Ryan who emailed us right. uh, with the pointing that out. And we sent a, a copy off to him and then Michelle revised the newsletter. So it happens, you know, sometimes you think a link is going to work and it doesn't. You you copy and paste and you miss a something on it. it I've done you it. copy and paste twice, but... <laughs> Whatever. I've done it. Michelle's now done it. So it's just part of the of, of doing this thing on a, a weekly basis. So um, anyway, still, the newsletter is a great way to get lots of information when we can get it correct for both of us. But um, it is a great way to do that. Also, we love hearing from you on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Right. And if you're part of that Facebook group, tell a friend. Tell a friend. But we just love that you are part of that group because right. we are having a lot of fun with that group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you like we did with Ryan this week, giving us very vital information. Um, but if you have any questions about anything or if there's anything we could help you with, please let us know. Yeah, it's just a great way to be in contact, even if you just want to say hi. True. Well, we like for whatever too. reason you want to email us, that is a great way to do so. Now, if you would like to support the show and get a little swag out of it at the same time, well, there's a couple great ways to do that. The first and probably the easiest is to go to our Spreadshirt shop. All you got to do is go to Spreadshirt.com and do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And voila, what will come about before you is all our different <laughs> logos on various different gear and lots of different colors, sizes. And we get a little bit of a portion of that for to uh, kind of help support the cost that 
are behind putting this show out on a weekly basis. Right. We appreciate those of you who have already made purchases. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, another people we appreciate are our Patreon members. Yes. If you'd like to become a Patreon member of this show, you'd also get some swag that way. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. Find the tier that's right for you. We have tiers starting as low as $2 per month. And we appreciate all of you who have already joined in on this fun since we started this Patreon page. Yes, we truly appreciate it. Uh, and you'll be getting an email from us this week inviting you to participate in an upcoming episode. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. How fun is that? You'll want to be a part of that if you're not a Patreon member yet. So get involved and uh, find out what Michelle's got. Yeah. In- ready for you to take part in in the upcoming weeks. So now before we get into this week's show, we always like to look back at the week that was because, you know, there can be some tough moments in the week, but you know, this is the show of positivity. We like to point out those little gems, those little wonderful positive moments that happened within each week. And we call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, awesome, all things great in the world. You know she has the best lists. You're about to hear she does the best research, and she almost always has the best My Favorite Thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Um, Another one of those weeks that there were a lot to choose from, so it kind of made it tough to narrow down, but I think I'm going to narrow it down to uh, being able to uh, visit again 50% of the conversations team duo there uh, this week and get to say hi. Uh, it's always nice to re- reconnect with friends. Yes. Uh, and there may be a little piece coming up here um, in a second about that as well from one of the members of the conversations ooh, podcast ooh. is their favorite thing from this week. <laughs> so yeah, that was great. Uh, we did see Charles this week yeah. and uh, it's always great to, to catch up with, with to meet both meet of them his for sure. son. Yeah. We got to meet his son for the first time. Yeah. So that was great as well. Uh, I love that very much. Uh, as for my favorite thing from this week, well, it's really up in the air as of today. But my favorite thing from this week is still the Padres getting into the playoffs. They yeah. clinched the playoff spot this week. They've been playing the last couple nights against the Mets. We have a little wager going on with Frank Cardillo, who you just heard a couple of weeks ago on the show <laughs> from, of course, Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. He's a big Mets fan. Uh, our bet going on right now is if the, the Padres win, then he's sending New York bagels our way. <laughs> and if the Mets win, uh, they uh, we are sending some Sonny's barbecue sauce his way from yeah. out here in Florida. Now, by the time you hear this thing, it's probably already been decided. So you'll know which way the bet's going. But I don't even care. I'm just happy the Padres made the playoffs. Right. Win, lose, whatever. It's great. It's exciting. I'm just so happy for them. And I'm just it, it just makes me happy to... to finally see the Padres in the postseason. Look, we're from San Diego. (laughs) We're used to sports teams disappointing us all the time. So if something happens either this week or next week or on down the line for the Padres, (laughs) it will not be a shock. I'm just, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm just happy they got there. Like I don't want them to win a championship or like I don't care if they win a championship. Of course I want them to win a championship. Of course I care. But at the same point, I'm happy they're there, you know. <laughs> right, it's great. Baby steps. Yes, and it's great for the city and, you know, just to see kind of like the underdog coming back. And, right. I, and 
I, I see you're wearing your Friars uh, yes. shirt. Because the, the game is coming on here in a few hours. Yeah. Too late for me, unfortunately. <laughs> I will be up to watch it, but um, we'll see what happens. The deciding game three between the Padres and the Mets. And uh, well, like I said, as you're listening to this, you probably already know what happens. So um, feel free to, you know. Give me condolences or give Frank condolences <laughs> one way or the other, depending on what happens. So, now, we did get some of my favorite things from this week from a couple of our listeners. Yeah. Um, a couple of them are actually from our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Right. First was Tony the Disney Dad, who we actually are going to be seeing, I think it's this week, right? I think we might be uh, connecting so. with him this week out at the Walt Disney World Resort. But he said, best thing from this week was the awesome adult trip we took with friends. I'm not thankful for a hurricane. <laughs> Many of us in Florida aren't either. Right. Uh, but it allowed us to relax in the resort for two days. Then we celebrated Epcot's 40th. That's so yeah. cool. He posted some cool pictures there uh, of their uh, their time at Walt Disney World. So. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, thank you, Tony. And we are looking forward to seeing you this week. Also, from Sue in the UK, she said, Great show last week, guys. It's always my go-to show every Sunday oh. evening. Can't wait for this week's. My favorite thing of the week, after a busy few months, I now think I have finally wrapped up all our plans for our upcoming holiday trip to Walt Disney World. 35 days to go until we arrive at All-Star Movies from the UK for 14 days. Wow, wow. what a trip That's of great. fun and food and drink. Lots planned, including uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, Seats and Treats Dessert Party, Keys to the Kingdom Tour. I'm so happy you're yes, doing that because awesome. that is a great tour. And Candlelight Processional Dining Package, along with reservations at Space 220, Steakhouse 71, Ogas, Wolfgang Pucks, amongst others. We had a lovely surprise as well as our friends, Julie and Ian, have gifted us a night at the Riviera. Wow. We are so excited and thankful about that as well. Um, yeah, Riviera is great, yes. Sue. Um, if you can get up to Topolino's, even if you just go to the lounge, uh, take advantage of that because Topolino's is excellent there. Right, right. Yeah, it, it is great. And that sounds like a spectacular trip. Glad you're going to be there long enough to really, you know, participate in a lot of right. fun that's things. That's a lot Those of great stuff. Great there. things. For sure. Yeah, for that's, sure. that's like a like a primo itinerary right. there. Yep, for sure. That sounds like a, a lot of things that we would love to do. I'm so yes. glad that you're going to get to take advantage of those, Sue. Uh, she also said, many thanks to you both, Tom and Michelle, for all the information, updates, and great positive energy about all things Disney over the past year that have given me so many ideas to plan. Thank you. And she also added in there that this is my 60th birthday trip, and I'm going with my daughter, who lives hundreds of miles away from me so I don't get to see her very often and she posted a picture and she's a very special trip yeah so that's I, nice I remember when she first let us know about that trip and that you know what it was about and everything uh and now it's only a few weeks away yeah, coming up it'll yeah. be here before you know it right you know? right so that's so. exciting very cool Finally, we received this from Pat in Florida, a.k.a. Pat and Charles. <laughs> Pat of Pat and Charles from the Conversation Star Wars podcast, who you've heard in the show possibly in the past. He said, my favorite thing of the week was experience the beauty and generosity of friends truly becoming family and driving a 350-mile round trip to our aid, overwhelming us with support, food, and essentials like Star Wars figures. <laughs> A gesture that was both unexpected and profoundly appreciated by a couple of chuckleheads and their gracious family. Well, I don't know who did that, but that's yeah. awfully nice of those people to do that for <laughs> well, Pat just, and Charles. I'm just glad Pat and Charles are getting some, 
you know, well-deserved and needed attention during this tough time. Yeah, so. they, they, you know, they're never seeking attention. I know. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, we did uh, on Tuesday. We traveled. We we this is all Michelle's idea. Um, we went to Costco and loaded up the car full of some uh, supplies, and uh, we, we even loaded up some um, gas cans with you know some gas for them because uh, things are hard to come by over where Pat and Charles live over on the uh, western part of the state, and um, there's a, so. We, knowing that they're great friends and yes, family in, in many ways to us, uh, we wanted to help them out. And so we drove across country and brought them some, some stuff, <laughs> cross, cross state. country, cross yeah. state. It yeah. seemed it was across the country in, on the peninsula. Well, you were the one that had to do all the driving. So cross country that <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. But yeah, it was no big deal. I mean, it's, it's what. People do. It's, it's what, what you friends do. do, and they would have done yeah. the same for us. Right, so right. It's not a big, you know. it's not a big thing for us, but right. we're we're very happy that we could have helped them. Yeah, like I said, the, the fun part was getting together and seeing. Yeah, only Charles if we could have there. seen Pat as well. But, I yeah. know. I know. And their families. We I mean we did see Charles' son, but we didn't get to see his wife and right, Pat's right. wife and I know and their daughter and everything. Our so original plan was to time. make two stops, but. Since they made it easy for us to only do one. <laughs> just dump it on Charles. I know, just dump it on Charles. And he had to divvy up everything. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it was a fair swap or a fair trade. <laughs> anyway, well, he digressed. I yes. know, uh, it was good. It was good. And we were happy to do that. Uh, so uh, thanks to you guys. We love you guys. Yeah. So we're happy to help in any way possible. So enough about that. Let's get on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including... We now know where and when Disney's 100th birthday celebration will be kicking off in the parks. And as of this week, there's another guest favorite experience that's returned to the happiest place on earth. We'll tell you all about that. And get ready to get hungry because there are some delicious new offerings coming to a couple of Walt Disney World Resort dining locations. I'm going to explain a few of those to you here. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. coming up quickly on the holiday season and we all know that that is a very very popular time one of course to get together with your family especially maybe your larger family but also hey there are vacation times involved with that a lot of times maybe you're going to a disney park for thanksgiving or for christmas or for maybe you're just planning way ahead and getting ready for the summer. Well, we thought that this might be a great time if you're getting together with a group, say about, you know, a larger family, anyone around from around five or more, that this might be a good time to, you know, discuss some possibilities of how you can do your Disney vacation a little bit better. So that means we have tips. And when we have tips, well, of course, we're going to go to the person who has the very best tips. So Michelle is going to share her tips on how you might enjoy your Disney vacation with a larger family just a little bit better. Michelle, please take it away. 
That's so funny. I love how you did that intro, make associating it with tips and me. That's funny. Because it's a, it's appropriate and correct. <laughs> and everybody should be listening now because we all know Michelle has the very best tips. Well, let's hope this is a helpful episode because like Tom said, Disney can be a great place to get together, whether it's with your family, extended family or or a large group of friends or whatever. And yeah, family can be what you make of it. Right. It could be your actual legitimate blood family or whatever, or it could be just, you know, your good friends that you consider family. Exactly. Well said. So, you know, um, just want to kind of, you know, and I love how you associated tips in me and this, and hopefully this will be a beneficial Well, we know it will be because, you know, <laughs> we all know Michelle has the best tips, so this is going to be outstanding. So I just kind of want to go through just some things to consider and maybe approaches to how to, you know, actually carry out planning for a larger group of people to go on vacation together. So, you know, the first thing that comes into mind is like, where are you going to stay? Right. You know, and and this is geared towards staying at a Disney property. So whether it's, you know, uh, Walt Disney World resorts or Disneyland resorts or Disney Cruise Line, we'll touch on all of them. But, you know, just kind of, um, you know, what to consider in terms of do you do a single room and just put a bunch of people in, depending on how big that crowd is? Or do you look at having multiple rooms? I guess it depends on how close you are with your family. If you want to <laughs> squeeze a group of five or more into one of those all-star movies right. or all-star resort rooms, you're, you're pretty good friends are pretty good tight with your family to fit that's in one of those. That's true. That's true. But some things to that you might want to take into consideration, first of all, is cost. You know, like how much are you wanting to spend on this? You know, a Disney vacation can be expensive. So, you know, maybe looking at how could we do a single room for more people and, and still make it, you know, a little bit more affordable? Or do we say, yeah, space is more critical and we look at two rooms but or more rooms but that's one thing to look at obviously is is cost always should be cost should be one of your first what what is your budget have a budget right. going in and kind of have an idea of what you're looking for and then you can kind of you know fit things within that and that right. includes everything that should include all the stuff that Michelle's going to talk about, I won't get into it all here, but everything you're going to talk about here, I'm sure, especially when you have a large group, <laughs> a large family, um, there's going to be some significant costs associated with it. So you want to know where and you want to splurge and where you want to cut back a little bit. Right. And Tom's being very generous with not to um, go over some of the things I, I've shared with him, the PowerPoint this time, which is one of the rarities when we're preparing for an episode. But so he kind of has a little hint of some of the topics. Actually, I don't. I haven't looked through it. I'm, I'm going oh, wow. through as we go. So. Okay. Okay. The next thing to consider in terms of one, a single room, you know, and again, when I'm talking single room, basically, you know, five people in general, but some, there are going to things I'm going to talk about that are rooms that can accommodate more. Remember, there are rooms that accommodate fewer than five people. So make sure you know what room you're getting. If you right. might see a great price on a room, uh, make sure you know what it says it will sleep right. because you'd hate to have five people into a room that maybe barely fits three. True. <laughs> the good thing is if you're making your reservation through the Disney website, when you put how many adults and children, it it structures what the selection you get based on, on that. So that's helpful too. 
Um, the next thing you want to consider is restrooms. Like how many really do you need for the number of people? And, and you all know your own lifestyles or whatever. So that, but that's something that, that, She's you know, nice. like, you know, how much your <laughs> husband uses the restroom, how long he's in there. Right. You know, and so, you know, and obviously there's different layouts of some of the resorts. Some have split bathrooms, you know, and things like that. But, but you do want to consider how many restrooms do you think you might need or, you know, to yeah. be comfortable with, you know, um, the other thing is meals. Like, are you planning to have meals in the room? You know, if it's just going to be, a, you know, some coffee in the morning, maybe some cereal for the kids, that might be fine. But are you planning to do more eating, whether it's, you know, in terms of bringing food in that you want to try to semi prepare, you know, using a microwave maybe, or, are you still, you know, are you still thinking of considering having meals like with quick service, but space is kind of be limited with a single room in terms of tables and things like that for the most part. So that's something else to, to think about is, is where you're going to be eating. Right. And everybody looks at the parks differently. Some people, they want to eat all their meals at the parks right. or in the resorts or whatever. They don't, they don't even think about it except for maybe bringing some snacks into the room. Right. They're not really looking there. Others maybe, like you said, trying to cut some costs mm-hmm. or, or at least curb them a little bit by maybe, you know, doing some breakfast and, you know, maybe some lunches or maybe some dinners uh, within the room. That's right. what we do a lot. Yeah. Um, so it is good to kind of have an idea of what you have to work with in those rooms. Exactly. So um, the other thing to, to consider is uh, when you're going to be staying in a single room and you're going to have multiple people, um, most likely somebody's going to need to sleep on the sofa couch. So that's got to be something that you have to determine at the beginning is there somebody in your party, at least one, willing to sleep on a sofa couch? Yeah. So. And I, I, some, I found most of the Disney ones to be better than um, some of the other right. ones. They don't have that big bar in the middle of right. them, you know, from the old days that you would get when you're, you wake up and your back is completely sore. <laughs> but, I mean, they're still not the most comfortable bed you're going to sleep on. Right. So if you do have some issues with something like that, yeah, it is good to know if you have some some back issues or some other joint tenderness or whatever. Sure. Um, it is important to know that going in because you're going to be, look, you're going to be walking a lot in the parks. It is. You don't want to add right. to that fatigue by having a tough time sleeping at night. Right. Not to mention that you know that your sleeping quarter is quarters is going to be also what people need to sit on sometime during the day. So is it something that you feel like, okay, you know, you're, you're willing to wait till everybody goes to bed before you set up your bed, you know, and the same thing in the morning, you know, are you going to feel like you're rushed to get out of bed and get your bed made up because that's the couch. Mm -hmm. So just something to think about. And generally if the, you know, if you're, if you have the kids on the, the fold out couch, that's probably the best because their little bodies can (laughs) rebound from that. It's like, it doesn't even bother them. You know, those of us that are maybe have a few more, I don't know, a little bit more miles on the engine, let's just say. <laughs> uh, maybe we have a little left, a little tougher time right? of sleeping on that couch, fold-out couch. So. Good point. Yeah. Good point, sweetie. Um, and then the last thing to really consider in terms of single room versus multi-rooms is just the duration, you know, and, and how long you're willing to feel comfortable with lack of privacy because everybody's kind of in the same living area for you know, all the, all the time that you're not in the park. So just, those are just some things to consider. And 
now we'll go through kind of like what rooms have what. I think also another one thing to consider is um, duration that you'll spend in the room. Because sure. if you're going to, if you're a family that likes to go rope drop to fireworks, mm-hmm. you know, basically you're just coming back to the room to go to sleep and That's get up the next morning and go to the parks. However, if you like to spend a little time more at the resort, enjoy it, you may be spending a right. little bit more time in your room. So, you know, the room That's may a be point. a little bit more important to you. Sure. That's a really good point. Thank you, Cindy. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. All right. So let's talk about single rooms that can accommodate more than four people. All right. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with uh, value resorts. So the all-star music and the all-star animation, not all-star, all-star music and the art of animation have family suites. And if you go back uh, several episodes ago, we talked about specifically value resorts and kind of went into a lot more detail of what they have. But in general, um, they can accommodate up to six adults if you get the, the suites. Um, and everything I'm going to say for the most part is going to be adults but obviously you can put kids there, you know, but, um, anyway, so they, I mean, if you must, right. (laughs) Now, the one good thing about the, these resorts, the value resorts is that they actually have two full bathrooms. So even though you're putting more people in, they, they have two full bathrooms. They do have, uh, come with mini fridge, microwave and coffee maker. So not enough to really prepare a meal, but maybe heating some things up or like we said, having cereal or things like right. that. Taking some leftovers back from your meals at the parks right. or whatever it may be. Right. Now in the category of the moderate resort hotels, uh, the Caribbean Beach and Port Orleans Riverside, they have some rooms that can fit for adults and a child. So they have those pull down beds for you know kids bed um they don't have two bathrooms but they have a split bathroom so you could you could have somebody who is uh either you know showering or using the toilet versus somebody who's washing their hands brushing their teeth getting ready outside so makeup whatever it may be right yeah so you do right you do have that um now keep in mind in in these rooms in the the caribbean and port orleans uh, Riverside, their table, it's a small table with two chairs. So it's not like even if you're going to bring in quick service to eat, people are going to be sitting on the bed. Not bringing stuff. the Thanksgiving family no, meal into one of them. No. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Correct. So um, similarly in a moderate resort, the Coronado, they have some suites. Um, they have like one bedroom suites. They have a presidential suite, executive suite. Um, in general, those are are fitting six to eight adults, you know, and those do have larger tables um, and like much larger. They can, you know, it's a regular table with chairs. Um, Again, they don't have real cooking facilities, but they do have more space. They have, you know, sitting areas versus a sleeping area, things like that. So, um, but the, one of the, I think, people think of as the most convenient in the moderate resorts if you're a larger family is the Fort Wilderness cabins. No question. Yeah. It's one of our favorites for sure. Right. Um, So those sleep up to six, but of course you're talking bunk beds for adults. If you were to say six adults, there's people going to be on a a fold-out couch and people going to be on on bunk beds. I've slept on those bunk beds. They're they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I mean, the one benefit there is 
they're the one of the moderate resorts that do have a full kitchen, mm -hmm. you know, and dishwasher and a lot of space. And a barbecue grill, too. Right. Yeah, there, for there, you could actually cook full-on meals if you want, or you have the space with, there's an indoor table that fits about five to six people, depending on what your mix of adults and kids are. Um, but they also have the outdoor patio that has a picnic, a very large picnic table, and as you mentioned, a grill. Um, we've hosted family out there and have had quite a few people for a meal, not mm -hmm. necessarily um to sleep over, mm -hmm. you know. Um, the drawback is there's one bathroom. It's not a split bathroom. There is one bathroom. So if you are six six adults, just keep in mind you have one bathroom. Someone's brushing their teeth in the kitchen sink or someone's <laughs> taking a shower. Um, I, I still think, despite the, the single bathroom, that like that is the best option, um, depending on what you can afford price-wise. Mm -hmm. Because... I feel like you get the value out of this that uh, while getting the size of like a one bedroom suite right. at many places that you'll get. Sure. And, and it's probably a good hundred to two hundred dollars less a night. You right. know? And no guarantees on right. that, you know, but um, the, between the space inside and outside with a foot, you get a full living room right. and kitchen and yes, you have a, a bedroom that's separated right. so you can get some privacy, you mm -hmm. know, because that's another thing is like when you're going to be with your family so much, you know, to be stuck in a hotel room. I mean, yes, you love each other very much, but right. when you're around each other all day, yeah. sometimes it's nice to have a door to shut just for a little bit to get a little bit of privacy, right. you know. And so that's why, you know, some of these spaces it, it are are very good in that regard. And I, I love the, the Fort Wilderness cabins for that. For sure. For all those reasons. Definitely. You know, and like you're saying, there's also just if if you have sets of people who want to watch different things on TV. There you have TV in the bedroom and TV in the living room, you know, and that's the same thing with some of these one bedrooms and, you know, things like that. Um, next, moving on to the deluxe resorts. And so, now nah, we're getting price. <laughs> you know, so here we're talking about the Polynesian Village, Grand Floridian, Yacht and Beach Clubs, Contemporary Boardwalk. Um, those all can sleep um, five adults, actually. Um, now they do have a couch also, but it's, it's more kind of like what you see on the cruise that it's not just the fold out for a single person. It's just kind of, it's hard to explain, but it's just, it's more just for like one person. Right. Do your research, know what you're going, getting into before you book one of those rooms. If right. You're going to be one of the people who's sleeping <laughs> on the couch. And now, um, in pretty much all the deluxe resorts, they do also have specialty rooms. You know, they have some like one or two bedroom, um, places in those, those resorts that can sleep more people, you know, maybe up to like eight people. I think the one bedrooms typically are six and two bedrooms are eight. Um, but the, the, that's an option for you if you want to still stay into a one bedroom, but, you know, maybe be in a closer proximity to the parks and things like that. Um, that's one way to do it. And you may listen to that and you think, when am I ever afford to get into a two bedroom 
at one of these deluxe resorts. And yes, they're going to be quite pricey, right. almost certainly. If Especially if you're looking to get a group of like eight in there or something like this into a two bedroom mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. You got to assume that there's going to be, it's not just, you know, the two adults and six kids. Right. You know, there's probably some other adults there. Maybe you can work it out where you split the cost a sure. little bit and suddenly it doesn't look as bad to you. It's you know, maybe a little bit more expensive right. than a standard resort room. Right. But it looks a little more reasonable when you split it between, you know, two couples, two families, sure. whatever it may be. Right. I mean, and keep in mind in these deluxe resorts, without upgrading just the regular standard rooms, you can fit five adults. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and maybe money isn't as much of an issue. And that's how you want to kind of be, again, close to the to parks and easy transportation and things like that. And again, what what is value to you? Is the room the value to you? Do you are you going, like I said, rope drop to fireworks? Then, you know, the room may be not be, you know, splurging on a, right. a, an important room may not be of value to you. But if you think you and your family are mm-hmm. going to spend uh, some good quality time there in the room, you know, maybe that's the time to you know, splurge a little more and have this incredible room at one of these fantastic resorts, like a a one bedroom or a two bedroom. Yes. Now keep in mind, um, we're not talking vacation clubs. So these one and two bedrooms are in the the hotel areas. They don't have cook, again, they don't have cooking facilities. So, um, you know, again, they have a mini fridge. Some come with microwaves, but they don't have cooking facilities in the regular hotel rooms. Um, hopping over to the West Coast at Disneyland, um, just so you'll know about that, in in the three Disney resorts, hotels, their regular rooms will fit five adults. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're a family of five, even five adults, you can get those rooms. Um, but they do have also some suites that can, you know, one, two, and three bedroom suites um, that can fit you know, between six and 12 guests, depending on how many rooms you get. Uh, again, sans cooking facilities. And remember, we are just talking about Disney resorts here. There are options for you outside sure. of Disney resorts. Right. If you know, that's where you want to go. Might save you a little money. You might find some big rooms out there, you know. But we're just talking today, just if you want to stay in that kind of Disney bubble. Right, so, right, you know. exactly. Um, switching over to the high seas is on Disney Cruise Line. Now here, there's no sneaking anybody in because everybody has to have like a passport, a picture and things like that. So um, the only single cabins that they have that will hold that many people are either, they start either at the deluxe family cabin. So they're a little bit larger and they can can handle five. Uh, Or you go into the suites, which are in concierge and they have one and two bedroom suites there. And depending on the ship, you know, the new, the newer ships have different layouts than the older ships. Um, but generally speaking, again, five to seven guests, not a lot of guests, even, you know, the Disney wish that has the towers and things like that, their sleeping quarters are still more minimal. So that's one that if, you know, depending on your party size, if you're more than, you know, say seven people, you have to look at multiple cabins. Right. And the bottom line is, I mean, if you, if you're not looking to really spend on your Disney cruise, because those concierge, one bedroom and two bedroom, they're not cheap. They are very expensive. Um, you, the deluxe family cabins, 
Um, they, they do have some now right. that are inside and um, they have some ocean view ones uh, within the wish right now. So you yeah. do have those options. Um, but other than that, yeah, you're, you're almost, unless you're really going crazy, I mean, you can, you can, it's almost better to look at getting a couple cabins, maybe connecting cabins even. But again, your money, what's valuable yeah, to yeah. you? Yeah, you may you want to do real- what you want. Right. You know, um, we've done concierge. You oh, yeah. know, and so we've spent a lot on right, concierge. There are times that we want to go budget and there are times that we want to splurge. And so um, just kind of laying out there all the different types of options that that you could have. And you do get a lot of perks with concierge. Yeah. With those with those one bedroom, two bedroom suites. You right. do get a lot of perks that are involved with that. So um, it, it is up to you to find out. And it may be a bucket right. list thing on, on, you know, that you want to check off at some point to try doing a Disney cruise in a one bedroom suite and right. a two bedroom suite concierge in a Royal suite, right. you know, yeah. something along right. those lines. You know, and keep in mind those again, have a little more space to them. They have, you know, the multiple TVs, so you're not all watching the same thing. Um, just things to consider. By the way, they also have a lot of perks like, you know, dining room food. That's a serve if you're in a one bedroom or more. Mm-hmm. That gets served to you in your room if you so desire. Right, you right. don't need to go to the dining rooms now. I don't know why boards like the Disney Wish, you wouldn't want to go <laughs> to the world of Arendelle, the world of Marvel or all that because, you know, I, I'm going to be there. But we have also done it where we have had the food delivered right. to the room, have it all set up just like the dining room. And it is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've done that when we've had other families. Um, so, but anyway, even, we digress. Even, even in Royal suites, you can get Palo right. delivered to your room. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So the other, the kind of the last way to consider getting a single room for a larger family party is, um, with DVC villas. Um, and so, you know, this is on Florida and California. They all kind of, what I'm going to talk about has the same kind of features. Um, and so we're talking here about one, two or three bedroom villas, the studios, again, they don't sleep five, No, you know, so it's one and up. Um, but now they don't sleep five wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah. Sleeping bags and stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, what they do give you, though, is, again, they give you a full kitchen. So if you want to have more time to have, whether it's cooking meals or just the larger tables where everybody can sit together for a meal, um, they have the multiple, you know, between the bedroom and, and the sitting area. So you have more space, more TVs. <laughs> um, they also have a washer and dryer there. Uh, they, they all have a whirlpool, uh, type bathtub. So that's kind of a nice thing. Some of them with views right out, you know, like through windows yeah. and everything out at like Bay Lake or whatever. Right. But exactly. About obviously Bay Lake towers there, but that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then on up, like even the three bedrooms, a lot of the three bedrooms, uh, depending on the layout and the resort may be on multiple levels. They might have a game room. We talked about the cascade cabins, which is a two bedroom, but they have, you know, they had a actual hot tub outside, you know, so there's a lot more features that the villas can provide you. Uh, but again, they can hold more people. Right. Also the bungalows. But again, mm-hmm. you're, you're spending a lot on those. Just no, no going in. But yeah. There are ways to curb those costs a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Well, yeah. You can always rent DVC points from those that have a lot of them that maybe 
aren't going to be using up their allotment mm-hmm. during the year and they're trying to get a little bit of their money back that they spent on it. So they'll put them out there to be rented. So if you're looking to do one of these, sometimes you can get these. If you were to try and purchase these rooms at regular rack rate or whatever it is out there, um, you can get them sometimes as much as like 50% off of the price, you know, by, by renting um, DVC points. Now you're not in a little, you're, you're a little bit out of control of it because you have somebody that has to kind of book it for you and, and, you know, and everything. There are some details that involved with that, but um, if you're looking to try and get in one of these rooms, the one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, the, the, the cabins, the, the bungalows, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, it, that is a way that you may want to look into to get it done at a somewhat discounted rate. I'm not going to say it's not going to still be expensive, but it may be a lot less than if you were to just try and go on the Disney website and try and book it yourself. Right, exactly. So, I mean, obviously we know Disney vacations are expensive and it depends on what you want to do. If it's a super special occasion that you, you know, are wanting to splurge, these are some options to you. But like Tom said, there are still ways to even curb some of those costs, even if you are knowing that you're going to be spending a lot. Mm -hmm, For sure. Now, so let's say you've gone through all those considerations. You're like, you know what? I think we need more than one room, you know? And again, that's all depending on size. You know, obviously if you have 10, 15 people, you're going to look at multiple rooms anyways, but wink, wink. Yeah. (laughs) So here's some of the things to consider with getting multiple rooms is first of all, you do need to make separate room reservations. So you'd need a different adult for each room to be the main person on the reservation. Um, But what you might want to consider is looking at getting adjoining rooms or on the Disney Cruise Line adjoining cabins. Yeah, we've done that uh, a couple of times, like when we've cruised with my mother and uh, she'll have her room, we'll have our room, you know, when we wanted kind of that privacy during the day or during the evening, we'll, you know, close off that door and we have our own space. But then you know, come the evening, right before dinner, maybe we're sharing a cocktail or whatever, or a right. door comes open and we'll go back and forth the cabins. You can even, uh, on a lot of these rooms that have balconies that are, are joining, uh, you can uh, also, and even necessarily, not they don't necessarily need to be adjoining, but you can talk with the crew members and see about opening. There's a panel on a lot of the balconies mm-hmm. that can uh, kind of slide to the side. And you can kind of widen that balcony so right. you can share that balcony between a couple of different parties as well. Yeah, excellent point. Excellent point. Um, you know, the other thing to consider is, in, in doing your research in this, is sometimes getting two separate rooms is less expensive than getting a larger room or getting a suite kind yeah. of deal. Definitely do your homework right. on that. Take notes. Look at both possibilities right. when you're doing this. That way you kind of have it broken down and then you can decide is the monetary difference better to have two rooms or, you know, we'd like to have a larger room. We're going to splurge a little bit more. It's right. not that much more expensive to go into this ornate larger room. Right. You know, what is right for you? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and sometimes, you know, again, all depending on your family size or, or who's together, family and friends is, you know, Sometimes it might be fun doing that and having, you know, um, groups join together, like during meal times. if you're going to have it in your room, if you have two smaller rooms, but have the kids in one and the adults in another or whatever. I mean, it, it, it can work to your advantage sometimes, um, 
and like I said, it, it may be cheaper than getting a suite. For sure. Uh, a lot of times it, it will be. Right. Um, but again, that's not always true. Right. Not right. always true. So, so. Um, do your homework, take your notes. Yeah. And decide what's right for you. Right. Exactly. So the next thing to consider is eating, right? So dining reservations. Um, it's a little bit easier now on the uh, My Disney Experience app to even put larger size uh, parties for reservations, but sometimes it's not possible or you're not finding a table size for your, your whole party is you may need to break it up into two, three or more reservations, again, depending on how many people you mm -hmm. have going to the meal together. Um, but what you could do is if you do that, have it like separate dining reservations for around the same time, even within a few minutes of each other, then once you get to the uh, restaurant, and, and it's probably best to do it a little in advance of when your reservation is, is actually coming up, is to talk to the check-in person there and let them know what you're doing so that they can try to help plan and keep you together or in the same proximity as much as possible. Yeah. And this even works with some of the more popular um, dining establishments, restaurants, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're going to do that, if you're going to look to, you're going to have a tough time for, let's just say, Space 220 right. or whatever, trying to get in there with a big group, you know, without trying to um, talk with Disney about it over the phone or whatever. Right. You, you know, if you're just going to go through um, either the Walt Disney World website mm -hmm. or the My Disney Experience app, probably not that easy for you. However, um, you may be able to do that where you kind of split some tables, try and get a, a dining time that are pretty close and see if you can merge it when you get there. But you're going to have to get a few people involved yeah. uh, when those uh, when those um, dining reservations become available to see if you can jump on it. You're going to have to kind of coordinate that as right. a team. It's a little tricky, right? Um, but it might be able to be done for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, it might not. You right. Know, so yeah, don't, But don't give up. Right. Exactly. Also, travel agents are very helpful. Yes, in, and that was going to be something years. I was going to talk about. So you, you added a tip early on. Good deal. Um, but the other thing to consider, too, is you may want to look more at buffets because then you have a little bit more ability a lot of times to get everybody together, even the buffets where you do make reservations. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they tend to be, you know, like if you think of the Germany Pavilion restaurant, it, it just kind of shouts letting everybody sit together. Yeah, it's so. true. So it's just kind of a family style meal. Yeah. So, uh, and obviously like Tom mentioned, you can call and try to coordinate your dining reservations on the phone. Um, especially for the ones that are not that always like the things that you have to wake up early in the morning to try to do at 60 days. But, um, you know, if you have a larger party, you might want to really coordinate that through Disney, through a person on live. Yeah. Sometimes it's a lot easier to, to get one of those things um, done when you're actually talking to a live person, as opposed to trying to do it through, uh, you know, in a computer system, right. especially a Disney um, <laughs> computer system. <laughs> so then I just have a couple other little miscellaneous kind of things to talk about. Um, obviously, if you're having a very unique or special celebration, so let's say a wedding or honeymoon or um, engagement party or something like that. Obviously, utilize your resources with Disney through their Disney Fairy Tales wedding and honeymoon services. They they will walk you through everything. They will help with securing rooms and things like that. So and, and don't think you need to be there. When, you know, in arriving in Cinderella's 
um, you know, uh, carriage, you know, at the you know, wedding pavilion. Right. If you want to do that, great. You yes. know, I, I, that's awesome. Um, they they will um, find weddings that can fit you in various different ways throughout the resort at various different locations. And um, it may be more in, within your budget. Right. Now, let's say you also that, you know, you do want a big splurge on maybe one specific party and it, we're not talking wedding or something like that. There's a, what's called the Disney meetings and events team. Um, and you can find them on their website and, and they'll, they coordinate for all their resort locations, you know, so even Alani and Disneyland, Walt Disney World, etc. Um, but they can really put together like the sky's the limit in terms of what kind of if you want to have a party. Yeah, if you got if you got money, they'll they'll find a space for yeah. you. <laughs> right. So I mean, it's not it's not necessarily um, focusing on how many people as much as how much you're willing to spend. Um, but they can coordinate. You know whether it's just more a private intimate party or if you want something really elaborate really unique where you have characters there and specialty chefs private and things rooms like that. Also, yeah. yeah. Um, they can really help coordinate through that. Um, and, and you might be looking to have something really super special yeah, where, where you want to spend a bunch of money, but have such a memorable it's event. Somebody's 50th wedding anniversary right. or something or a big birthday celebration or somebody's retiring or yeah. who knows, whatever you want to do. Right. A quinceanera. Right. Whatever. Exactly. Um, they can help you out with those kind of things. Very true. Very true. And as Tom mentioned before, uh, another resource for you obviously is, is working through a travel agent to help you with booking for multiple you know, family and friends. Yeah. Um, use them. They don't cost you a cent more. They, right. they don't charge you. They get paid from Disney uh, to book these things. They make a commission. The commission comes straight from Disney, right. not out of your pocket. Uh, so take advantage of using a travel agent. Don't be afraid. Don't think that if I use a travel agent, I'm going to be spending more. No. As a matter of fact, you, there's a good likelihood you may be spending less by right. using a travel agent. Exactly. I mean, you do want to look to make sure you're using an authorized Disney um you know, travel agent, because they're the ones that have the most up-to-date information and, you know, have been trained to know what Disney has to offer. Exactly. Uh, and they they should say so right on their website, or if you call them and talk with them, they should have that there easily accessible right. for you. Right. So, um, and we know a few, if you want to let us contact us, we'll, we can put you in touch with a couple yeah. people that we know. Right. Um, so lastly, you just want to, you know, in terms of crossing all the T's dotting the I's is, you know, I think we all know now that you need to set park reservations, but some of the things to take into consideration is if you're going to have a meal at a certain time of day in a park, does everybody have that park reservation? Right. <laughs> you know, um, if it's, if you have, even if you're going to do park hoppers, if you're making a lunch or late lunch reservation, say at one thirty some of your guests aren't going to be in that park, they won't be the, able to be entered until two o'clock, then you need to take that into consideration. So just make sure you're checking all those little details. And, and also remember that, you know, when you're adding more people onto trying to get from one place to another, you can also add more time into trying to get from one place to right, another. So right. also put that in the equation too, if you're going to have sure. a reservation that you may miss right. uh, for some reason. Exactly. 
Um, you know, and lastly is making sure you're linking all your family and friends on the app. That's going to really help you coordinate things so much easier when you have a large family or group of friends or whatever. Anyways, that's my listing of things to consider when you're traveling with a larger group and want to have a, a wonderful time, how to help think about things to research and plan. Uh, but obviously, if you have any questions, you can shoot them off to us. We'd love to try to help you out. Yeah, as we know, Michelle's tips are always the best tips. <laughs> and she has even more that she hasn't even shared here. So she'd be happy to help you uh, with them. But I mean, the bottom line is, look, and we've discussed this many times through here, when you're bringing a large family, a large group along, um, there are things that you're going to want to spend on and things you're not, you know, and mm -hmm. what is, we've said it so many times, people will look at stuff and say, how could you spend money on that? That's silly. How could you spend money on this? Why wouldn't you spend money on right. this? Um, it's what's right for you. Don't let anybody feel uncomfortable if you want to splurge on a room or splurge on a dinner or splurge right. on a big party or whatever. Think about it, weigh out your options, find out what's best for you and do it and just enjoy it. That's right. what this is all about and that's great. So, but just do your homework. Like Michelle said, and we've mentioned many, many times over, do your homework, look into your options, find out what works best for you, find out about these rooms, find out about these restaurants, find out about whatever it is that you wanna do and figure out pricing and everything else. Because believe me, in the long run, it, when you when you go to a place, it seems like it should be easy to go to Walt Disney World. <laughs> but and you it can be it can be easy. Right. But you may not have the optimal time if you just do a little bit of legwork ahead of time. Exactly. So definitely do that, and you'll have a wonderful, wonderful large Disney family vacation. you have it if you're looking to go to disney with your family coming up a large family relatively speaking um those are some great ideas tips from michelle so thank you sweetheart oh. for that wonderful wonderful uh research piece that you oh, did there. thank you and you made some really great points too along the way and uh, uh, hopefully this all can help just somebody. riding your coattails <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week because maybe some of these will be some great things you might want to do with your family on some of these yeah. Disney vacations. I'm going to start with we now know where and when Disney's 100th birthday celebration will be kicking off in the parks. Mm -hmm. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, we are pleased to share that at Disneyland Resort, the Disney 100 anniversary celebration will officially kick off on January 27th. 2023 with special limited time offerings taking place throughout the resort all year long. So there you go. You have a date for if you're looking yeah. to celebrate uh, the Walt Disney Company's 100th birthday, where and when it's going to be at Disneyland starting on January 27th. It makes sense starting it on the West Coast because that's kind of really where it all began. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for that reason. Also, like, look, you know, if you're talking about uh, the Walt Disney World Resort, well, we're still in the midst of their 50th anniversary celebration <laughs> for a few more months. So right. they'll probably do something with that after that. And then, you know, even at Disneyland Paris, they're still in their 30th anniversary right, yes. celebration. Right. So uh, they have some things to get go through too before they start adding some things. So sure. I'm sure it will be coming to those uh, locations as well, but it's mostly starting at the Disneyland Resort. 
And they say when the 100, uh, Disney 100 celebration kicks off at Disneyland Resort, here's just some of what you can expect with many more details to come. So beginning on January 27th, the happiest place on earth will receive new platinum infused decor throughout the resort, new sparkling looks from Mickey, Minnie, and their pals, special food and beverage offerings, merchandise, and more. At Disneyland Park, Walt Disney's original Sleeping Beauty Castle will be dressed in style for the anniversary. Celebrating wonder, the castle will be adorned with elegant platinum banners and bunting, uh, accented by a magnificent, boy, what is that word? Cabochon, <laughs> featuring the three good fairies who illuminate it with their shimmering pixie dust. Two majestic water fountains will grace either side of the moat, while a beautiful wishing star will sparkle from the tower above. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, uh, the concept artwork of it looks great. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing yeah. that castle. Seems uh, like it's going to be spectacular. With that full decor once it's done. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland guest resorts will also... Disneyland guest resorts. Hello. Disneyland resort guests will also be dazzled <laughs> by two all-new nighttime spectaculars. World of Color One at Disney California Adventure Park will celebrate the storytelling legacy started by Walt Disney a century ago. It will tell a new story of how a single action like a drop of water creates a ripple that can grow into a wave of change. It brings some of the most courageous, loving, and inspiring characters to life in new ways. The show will also feature a new new original song, Start the Wave. Nice. That's cool. I'm sure that's going to be a tearjerker kind yeah, of thing. Um, I know. World of Color is always so good. Every yes. single version of World of Color right. I love yeah. so much. I'm sure this one will be no different. And at Disneyland Park, Walt's original Magic Kingdom will become a magnificent canvas with Wondrous Journeys, a new nighttime spectacular that will ignite the wonder in all of us. It will also feature nods to every Walt Disney Animation Studios film to date. How, how are they going to fit all that in? Yeah. Taking us on a journey filled with artistry, music, storytelling, and heart, it will continue to build upon the park's state-of-the-art projection effects, turning Main Street USA, Sleeping Beauty Castle, the facade of It's a Small World, and the Rivers of America into an artist's canvas that brings characters to life all around you. On select nights, Wondrous Journeys will go even bigger with the addition of sparkling fireworks in the sky above Disneyland. This spectacular will also feature an incredible new song, It's Wondrous. I think we heard that a little bit of that at the D23 Expo. Well, on the live stream, that's what we attended (laughs) at the D23 Expo. So that's cool. Um, I think that's going to be fascinating. And yes, you know, if if you don't know about Disneyland, they can't do fireworks every night because... Well, there's people very close to them in the neighborhood, but also mostly it's because it's California and it's very fire dangerous there. So if the winds get high, they don't do fireworks, but it's good that they're going to have such a great projection show that you can still feel that nighttime spectacular vibe when you go there on any given night. Yeah, their projection show is just so immersive there and you know like you mentioned in the piece and you've you've talked about it before you can be at different locations in the park and still get some of that uh fun of the projections and the music and everything but if you're on main street usa it is just it's i don't don't know how to describe it but it's just got such a wonderful feeling that it provides the sensory provision of Good feels. Yes. Um, even they you know, project them on the Matterhorn a lot. Yep. Um, if the, the, if the facade of It's a Small World is a, is a great place yeah. to, to see the projections as well. Uh, so if you're going there, there's lots of different locations. If you're going multiple days, um, you may want to check out, stake out some different spots to yeah. see it because right. uh, there are great spots uh, throughout uh, Disneyland Park. 
Also, while Mickey's Toontown is slated to reopen for guests in spring of 2023, the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway attraction will yeah. open early as they kick off Disney 100's anniversary celebration. Yep, it's opening on January 27th. So, so yeah. uh, for those of you on the West Coast who haven't made it uh, out here to the Walt Disney World Resort and checked out Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, um, you're in for a treat because it is a wonderful, wonderful, fantastic attraction right, for sure. Right. So I think... Somebody from this podcast should probably go check it out. <laughs> well, I got to work, so <laughs> guess we know who we're talking about here. That's good. I'm all for it. Go check it out for sure. <laughs> also, in time for spring, the Magic Happens Parade will finally be returning to the uh, Disneyland yes. Park. Yes, Magic Happens, which had about a week and a half, two week yes. run before COVID struck and shut everything down. Uh, it's finally going to be back and everybody, we haven't got to see it yet, but everybody said it's a wonderful parade. So looking right. forward to that coming back uh, very soon. Uh, moving on to our next story. As of this week, there's another guest favorite experience that has returned to the happiest place on earth. This is actually from Disney parks, Twitter account. This came out on Wednesday. They said, exciting news. Guided tours are returning to Disneyland starting today. You can make reservations for two exciting tour offerings, Walt's Main Street Story and Holiday Time at the Disneyland Resort. I love tours. Yes. Glad they're returning to Disneyland Park as well. Right, right. That's such great news. And, you know, people can really have so much fun going on, though. So I'm mm -hmm. happy they've returned. Mm -hmm. So here are the details for both tours. I got this from Disneyland's website, looked at their descriptions. Uh, because I didn't know, I mean, I think I knew a little bit about the holiday tour, but right. I didn't know what uh, Walt's Main Street story was yeah. about. So here it is. Uh, for Walt's Main Street story, they say, on this intimate walking tour, discover hidden details, little known facts, and endearing trivia about Disneyland Park's magnificent Main Street USA. Listen as your dedicated tour guide regales you with behind-the-scenes stories and enchanting tidbits about this 90-minute experience. Plus, learn about special links to Walt Disney's boyhood town of Marceline, Missouri. Missouri. It all culminates. Now you say, okay, it's only a 90 minute tour. It's a, you know, that's a quickie, whatever. But wait, this is, this is the big thing here. This is something we haven't done yet. Um, we've done a portion of this, but we haven't gone to the extent that this tour finishes off with here. It all culminates with the visits to Walt's apartment high above the Disneyland fire station in town square. We've done that. Yes. It's spectacular. Yes. It's worth it where guests will have the chance to enjoy refreshments on the patio oh, sweet. So lucky. for the first time ever. We got to see that patio. Right. We didn't get to go out on that patio. No. We definitely didn't get refreshments on that <laughs> patio. That's awesome. That um, what a, what a great way to, to finish that to tour off. And that's yeah. something that's really exciting that I'd love to do. Yeah. It's, you'll remember it forever. It's just yeah. such a special place. And then to have that way to celebrate it is so cool. Right. Uh, you also receive photo pass photos of your party with complimentary digital downloads and a commemorative lanyard. Now for a 90 minute tour <laughs> it is not a cheap tour. It's an expensive tour. It's $160 per guest. Yeah. So know that going in. Right. Um, but you know, if you, you know, if you want this experience, 
of not only going to Walt's apartment, but getting to go out and have refreshments out on the patio where Walt and his family sat. Um, maybe it's worth it to you. Again, as we were talking about all throughout this episode, value is what it is to different people. Right. Um, this might be worth it to you. So, but I wanted you to know right off the bat, right. it's $160 <laughs> per guest for 90 minute tour. So be yeah, aware of that. Right. I mean, the one thing about their tours and we've done several of them, uh, it's just, it's hard to really describe how amazing they are. It's, it's not just somebody rattling off a bunch of little trivia, here's this, here's that. You, you really get a sense of, you know, what Walt was putting together, how, it, you know, some of the struggles, how it came together, some of the highlights of, wow, things you would take for granted that you wouldn't even notice about the park that make it even more special. So, you know, even though it is 90 minutes, it's, it's a different kind of tour than, you know, what you've normally done on, let's say going to a, you know, a zoo or something like that. You really get more of an emotional connection. Yeah. I'm yet to do a, a, one of these tours that has not brought me to tears at some point. Right. Yeah. um, Because they're they're so heartfelt in the stories that they tell about how these parks um, were made and these tour guides, you know, that you can just tell how much they appreciate it and love uh, the story behind it and the history behind these right. parks. So it's I mean, great. Yeah. I mean, hopefully this isn't a spoiler for somebody going and, and I don't know if they do it every time, but like the time that we went, you know, and there was only, I mean, they're small groups mm-hmm. to, to fit in the apartment. They want to keep it small. Um, but like they said, you're the only people right now in the entire world getting right. to experience Walt's apartment. Right. Where he just relaxed with his family right. while he was there at the park. You know? Yeah. That's so. uh, really cool. It is cool stuff for sure. Um, definitely. I mean, it is, it should be as a Disney fan, uh, going to Walt's apartment should be on your bucket list, yeah. you know? Um, so, uh, they don't have the walk in Watts footsteps tour back up yet. So, um, this is the way to do it right, right. now. Uh, we don't know. It's still listed on the website. We don't know if that tour is coming back, but right. um, for now, this is, is a good way to do it. And again, it's a splurge, but again, weigh what's valuable to you sure. and what this is right for you. Uh, the other tour is a little bit less expensive, but it's a longer tour. Uh, your guide, this for the, uh, the, what is it, the holiday time at the Disneyland Resort uh, guided tour. They say this one is uh, your guide will take you on a two and a half hour walking tour that will share favorite Disneyland holiday traditions from around the world. You'll also enjoy enjoy reserved viewing for a Christmas fantasy parade, delicious holiday treats, a wonderful wintry ride on It's a Small World holiday and more. Uh, The is offered daily during the holidays at the Disneyland Resort. Um, Portions of the tour are refreshed every year so guests can enjoy their favorite highlights. Uh, you know, they, they can find new things every year they do right. it. And this one is, I mean, it's not cheap either, but it's right. only $110 per guest uh, for two and a half hours, right. you know, plus the refreshments and the attractions and this great spot yeah, at the, the uh, a Christmas of Fantasy Parade. So uh, that might be something if you're really into the holidays, you might want to take advantage sure. of as well. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. Glad tours are returning yeah. everywhere. I know the tours have started again at the uh, Walt Disneyland Resort and uh, Walt Disney World. What did I say? Disneyland. Oh, well, they, I'm, I'm glad they starting at the Disneyland yeah. Resort, <laughs> Sorry. but also that they've started again already at the Walt Disney World Resort for sure. So uh, moving on. Finally, speaking of Walt, the Walt Disney World Resort, there are some exciting new menu options coming to a guest favorite resort at the Walt Disney World yes. Resort. 
Uh, this from the Disney Parks blog. They said, I hope you're ready to learn about what's cooking over at Disney's Wilderness Lodge because this resort has some exciting and delicious updates at two of its locations, Territory Lounge and Roaring Fork, which we enjoyed a little bit yes. of just uh, the last time we were there. Right. Uh, both of these spots are getting some new additions to their menus, and trust me, they won't disappoint. We'll kick things off at the Territory Lounge. This is the part that really, I was like, wow, we have to get to the Territory (laughs) Lounge because there is some cool stuff going on there. Um, If you love popcorn, the Territory Popcorn Sampler features um, the chef's take on popcorn with spicy caramel, sea salt, truffle, and barbecue flavors. That seems like fun while enjoying a nice cocktail. Also, this is the one that I really thought we need to go to check this out. The artisanal cheese and charcuterie isn't your average charcuterie board. You have to see it to believe it, they say. Chef Brian Knox carefully selected Oregon and Utah cheeses with a focus on smoky notes and even a cheese wrapped in honey and sea salt accompanied by fresh honeycomb, pickled vegetables, and handcrafted bread. If you go to the Disney Parks blog and find the picture of this, it's got like hanging charcuterie meats and all these cheeses. It is an adorable and looks like a tasty charcuterie board. You know Disney charcuterie boards, they have a lot of great ones. This one looks like it's going to be one of their best ones and one we're going to want to sample for sure. Yeah, I'm glad we're going out there again soon. Yes, very, very soon. Yes. uh Yeah. Uh, there are also some flavorful, flavorful flatbreads new to the menu. The loaded baked potato flatbread is topped with bacon, potato, chi- uh, chive cream cheese, and creme fraiche. While the salmon run is topped with an in-house cured gravlock salmon with truffle cream cheese, fried capers, onions, black sea salt, and dill. That's calling right out to me. Yeah, I think we're just going to have to order all of them. One the of, whole one of menu. each. Uh-huh. Yes. For sure. Uh, rounding out the new menu items are the bacon on the wire and the bone and brie. The bacon on the wire takes a new meaning to an elevated dish with black pepper candied bacon cured in smoked paprika and bourbon, cold smoke and roasted perfectly with a bourbon glaze. And it doesn't just have bacon. It features deviled eggs topped with fried <laughs> shrimp, chipotle beef jerky and salmon candy with a permanent driz- bourbon drizzle. So if you love your bacon and you love your deviled eggs, well, man. <laughs> That is good. Uh, Also, the bone and brie will leave you wanting to devour every last bite on this foodie adventure with roasted bone marrow, honey baked brie, uh, honey baked, yeah, brie baked in a cast iron skillet with Marion Berry onion jam. And this shareable dish is a must try is what they say. It looks very good if you like, if you like bone marrow and I love brie, I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, that sounds good. Uh, finally, the food options that are coming to the Roaring Fork. This is beginning on October 11th. So just a couple of days from when we're recording this, um, they're going to have, uh, you can kickstart your day with a new breakfast options, including the meat and potatoes quiche with broccoli, potatoes, bacon, ham, and gouda. And the vegetable lovers quiche with peppers, onions, leeks, green peas, potatoes, broccoli, fresh herbs, and cheddar. They are delicious options, they say, to start your morning. Also, they will have a warm, freshly baked cinnamon roll with fresh blueberries and blueberry cream cheese frosting. Or they also offer an extra large, warm, grizzly bear claw (laughs) with mixed nuts and a raisin filling. So... If you like the sweet option or if you like the savory option, it's a couple good breakfasts there for you. As the day moves on to lunch and dinner, there are some more items recently added that you need to taste. They say the Asian style noodle salad is quite refreshing with tofu, mixed vegetables, crispy rice noodles, and fried wontons. You can even add chicken or shrimp for some added protein. Or this is this one I liked a lot. 
the heirloom tomato salad with pickled wild mushrooms, burrata cheese, red pepper pesto, and basil is also tasty lighter option. That sounds like a really, really yeah, good salad. Yeah. Love like heirloom it. tomatoes right. and all those items with it. Sounds yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Just we just missed them too. I yeah. mean, <laughs> or they, they, they didn't start them till. We're gonna be back yeah. soon, like yep. you said. So uh, also if you like a heartier dish, they've got two more for you. The country style baked meatloaf features buttery green peas, chunky mashed potatoes, and gravy for a classic meal. And they also have the barbecued brisket and burnt ends with potato hash. Fiery coleslaw and cornbread um, for some comfort barbecue fare. So all those sound really, really good. They have some desserts as well. I like the the Humphrey the Bear yeah. uh, with his his beehive cake, uh, which <laughs> looks really cool as well. And we love Humphrey the Bear, so that's sure. Fun. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to see that they're updating that menu. Glad to see they're keeping the. Uh, Mickey waffles and chicken. Yeah, the fried chicken and waffles. Right. Yeah. on the From breakfast to dinner. Yeah, so yeah. Whatever so, you want it for. Right. Yeah. Glad to see that's still going. But these are some really great, you know, unique sounding, wonderful additions to yep. their menu. Maybe something that's got to be part of Disney Dishes blog. Maybe so. There may be some things I'll be recreating there yeah. because I guess we'll just have to sample them all to figure out what I I'm going to do that's what I'm for, sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, we'll have Scott with us and he can help, you know, chow down with us. We'll find a flatbread for him. It's yeah. close enough to a pizza. He'll be okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Anyway, that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she's fantastic, (laughs) spectacular, all things great. You just heard she does the best research. You know she has the best lists, but she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, man, you're just so cute. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. That's very kind of you. Uh, my tip is pretty simple, but it's, you know, I think be- with all the um, the research that I was doing before for the Disney Cruise Line, I still had a couple other things left to talk about. And this one is uh, when you're going on an excursion, you know, um, they're, especially in the Caribbean, the Bahamas, they're really being much more conscientious of the issues of how sunscreen affects the the ecosystem of the ocean and so they really are being meticulous much much more so in not having uh, not allowing guests to use the sunscreen when they're on, on excursions on some excursions so um one of the things that you could do to kind of help in that regards is um you can get that uv protection very thin breathable dry weave kind of material that you can wear out there and then you know i I, i've become addicted to that kind of material anyways because i burn so easily that i i use that now just in the summertime so i'm not like constantly that in the house she's afraid we're going to turn on the light too bright and she's going to burn But I mean, and, and I've used sunscreen too, but sometimes you just don't want to keep applying that and, and being able to just put that. It's really, like I said, it's very thin, it's breathable. Um, but you know, that way you, you're prepared for the excursion. You don't have a situation where suddenly you're more at risk for burning because you have the sunscreen that you can't use there. Very good. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, Michelle has is wearing those. You'll see her in the parks often, even yes. on a warm day. You'll see, why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt? Well, that's why. Yes. Uh, she's trying to wear less sunscreen. It is breathable. It is comfortable. And uh, right. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Michelle's tip. Always the best <laughs> tip, for sure. 
Uh, my tip this week, and we've talked about, you know, Fort Wilderness oftentimes and, and going there during the holiday season mm-hmm. and how uh, so many of the guests there like to decorate their campsites yep. it, it, it really, really nicely. Like it is worth it to take the trip out there to go check them out. And you can do that. Um, you can, you know, take a boat from Magic Kingdom right. Park or you can, um, you know, you can take a bus over or from whatever any parks, from yeah. any of the parks. Yes. Um, you can Uber over and, right. and head out there. There's lots of different ways to get there and check it out. Um, I'm going to tell you about another way that you can go check out a lot of these sites. And now it's, it's going to come with a cost, but it may be interesting to you and even add more, you know, a festive feeling to your holiday trip out there. And that is to take one of their sleigh rides. They have regularly have carriage rides out there. They also, during the holiday season, have sleigh rides that will take you, yes, right into those campgrounds. So you can see some of those decorations. Now you don't get to see them all, but you can see some of those portions of those decorations uh, right through this sleigh ride. It's a 25 minute tour. Uh, costs $75 total. It doesn't matter. It's not like it's $75 per guest. Right. $75 total. A sleigh can fit up to four adults or two adults and three children. So eh, give or take yeah, four or five, five people. It yeah. goes with yeah. what we were talking there about. There you go. <laughs> um, so it, it's just a great way to, you know, kind of get more festive and, you know, kind of check out these campsites and see all the wonderful decorations that the guests put out there. Because believe me, it'll make your holidays out there at the park. Yes, the, you know, the decorations that Disney put out are spectacular, fantastic, wonderful. But seeing some of the stuff that the guests put out, yes. it, it, it is really, really fun. I know. Again, it's one of those things. It sounds hokey. It sounds very minuscule of why would you bother? You know, I can just go drive around the neighborhood or just being at Disney. I see it. But there is something really right. special about going through there, you know, and having that ability, like you said, even on the, the sleigh ride that you get to go get to explore a little bit more than if you were to try to walk the whole area, um, you know, so yeah, yeah do, it, do it. Like I said, you don't need to pay a cent to go out there and check these out. You can go right. walk the areas and, and look at them for yourself. Um, however, if you, you know, you want to have a little more fun, festive way to do it, that's yes. a, that sleigh ride is a possibility. That's for right. You, so anyway, that's it for this week. Well, next week, well, um, I didn't understand this at all. There's something on there about a 99th year anniversary, 100 year <laughs> kickoff. I, I, I don't know what that means, uh, but it's again, one of those 12% of a concept. Yes. So just wait to see how this develops into next week's episode and see if we actually are anywhere close to that when we actually come out with the show. Well, you know, going along with the fact that this is pretty, you know, um, monumentous, I'm having a tough time speaking today. Um, I think it's welcome to my world. It's <laughs> my sinuses are kind of acting up right now too. So I think it's my lack of oxygen to the brain. But anyways, um, I have no excuse. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was trying to give you an out there, honey. <laughs> but anyways, um, thought that we would do another monthly series till the actual um, holiday or holiday, the actual anniversary date um, next year. So thought we'd get a kickoff on that sounds good so you know figure out whatever that means we will figure try and figure out whatever that means i have some things brewing so (laughs) we'll see what happens this week but we're looking forward to talking with about disney 100 uh, and no matter what whatever goes on so it'll be a lot of fun anyway so (laughs) anyway we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperion adventures podcast.com and while you're there 
If you haven't already done so, we'd love you to sign up for the newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just a great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another great way is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. By the way, those of you on Twitter, sorry for all the Padres tweets over the last few days. (laughs) Um, That won't happen all year. I can't say it doesn't happen from time to time, but... This is a special time for yeah. me. But anyway, we mostly teed about Disney and fun stuff right. there. But anyway, uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Right. You know, like we always say, feel free to tell a friend or a family member about the Facebook group and also about this podcast. Yeah, it's a great way to get people, more more people involved both on both sites, yes. the podcast and the Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Whether you want to just say hello or if you have a question. We also want to put a plug out there. Uh, Again, tell a a family member or a friend about our podcast. If you get a chance, do a five-star review. That would be even more spectacular. For sure. But we mostly just appreciate that you listen to us, whether it be just this one time, whether it be on a regular basis, it doesn't matter. We're just happy that you are willing to come in and join with us and, uh, you know, share this positive Disney energy that we kind of got going on on this show. Yes. Yes. So anyway, that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.